This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Forestieri. Here's Hog. Dini! Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Welcome to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Our special guest today is Peter Kennedy. Good evening, Peter. How are you? Good evening, Jocelyn. How are you doing? You okay? Very good, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'm very good. Yeah. We're very excited to it's have a, you here. It's a privilege to have Peter Kennedy on the podcast. It is. It definitely is. Um, so we, we, we're looking back, really, at um, your career at Watford. Um, and uh, you joined us in 1997. Can you tell us a little bit about how you um, came to Watford? I was at Notts County and uh, Sam Aldex had come in as manager. Basically, I wasn't part of his plans and had a couple of years left in my contract there. But it was basically, it was my first year in England. You know, it was a bit of a struggle because obviously leaving home and, and then not playing mm. football as much as I'd like to. And then sort of basically, I wouldn't say I was on my own in Nottingham, but it was quite tough, you know. But it was during the summer, I went back back home to, to Lisburn in Northern Ireland. And uh, to be quite honest with you, you know, I was thinking about the case was is it worth my while even getting back here, you know, because I was pretty inexperienced. I didn't know the way the system worked and everything else and agents and whatever. But while back in Lisburn during the summer, I got a, a random phone call from an agent <laughs> um, <laughs> who I later found out was good mates with Sam Allardyce, but that's another story for another time. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's where the ball sort of started rolling that uh, I was told that it, a League One club was interested in saying, you know, and then again, it sort of got me, you know, that just sort of thinking, you know, this could be another opportunity, you know, to go somewhere and, you know, hopefully get playing football and have a bit of a career and stuff. So it turned out I went back to, at, at this stage, oh, it was near the end of the summer, so I'd only a couple of weeks left back in Northern Ireland and then obviously no mobile phones really in those days and stuff like mm. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I ended up, I was told to go back to Notts County for the start of pre-season. And I'd heard at that stage that Wofford were interested in signing me. So basically, I went back the first day. And after the training, Tom Allardyce called me into the office and basically said, look, we've agreed a fee with Wofford. Go down and you're, meet them tomorrow. And you're on your way. On your way. So basically, you know, obviously, I'd sort of agreed for this agent then to sort of do the deal. There was a bit of a dirty deal went on with this agent and Sam Allardyce. But 
like I don't really want to talk about that. No, we but don't, like, that's fair enough. We yeah, don't want to get sued um, either, so we'll we'll leave that. <laughs> uh, so, all, all I say was I was a happy man the night Sam Aldis got sacked as England manager. Oh. Like that. Um, so, okay. like, I went down to Watford, and you know, I met obviously met Graham Taylor, and to be quite honest with you, I mean, it was easy. You know, there's no I, in a day I wasn't down there to try and whatever he said and offered me, I was accepting it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It didn't matter. You know, to me, it wasn't about money or whatever. It's just to me, it was just another opportunity. And straight away, you could see that he was a genuine person. Mm. Everything else, mm. and that's that's basically it. Now, there is a, there is a bit of a story that I heard that uh, I think Graham had sort of inquired about me. I think he met it. He obviously asked Kenny. Kenny was a manager the year before, and it was actually one of the games I played against Wofford at Meadow Lane. And I think Wofford beat us three two, but quite a decent game that night for Notts County mm. so I think Kenny had obviously created a good word in but the other story was that sort of being the missing Northern Ireland B team and Jerry Armstrong was mm. the manager mm. and I think Graham maybe had asked Jerry about me and Jerry had put a good word in for me too so um, in a day Graham I, I think it was 150 grand don't quote me and that like it yeah, yeah, yeah. was yeah. but he had basically signed me on the whim of maybe a couple of you know people saying this and saying that yeah. and in them days there was no you know, analysis, you know, where it is nowadays, you can sort of hit a button and tells yeah. you everything about Peter Kennedy is how far yeah. he runs. You, you, and You can't log on to Championship Manager and find yeah, out about Peter Kennedy. things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, for Graham to take that chance too, it was probably, I mean, he gave me a four-year contract too, you know what I mean? So that was a bit of a security. Yeah. Um. So obviously, I agreed there. And that's basically, and then the next, how you I got think, it? yeah, I think, I, think I think I went back up to Nass County that day. And then I can straight back down, and that was me, and I never left Watford. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah, sorry, I was going to say, because we spoke to um, Nick Wright, who it's quite a similar kind of thing, who said, you know, when he was at Carlisle, struggling to get into the into the, the swing of things at, at Derby, went to Carlisle, got a few games, played against Watford, and should have beaten them. And that's kind of where Graham picked Nick up, and obviously Adam Smart as well, based on that. So it, it's quite interesting to see that he was obviously looking around at, at players at that level that we were at at the time, you know, to try and bring them in and strengthen the squad. And my God, what a bit of business you were, by the way, if it was 150 grand. Well, <laughs> people probably wouldn't agree with you. No, but I think, you know, um, I, was, I think it was 150 grand. I'd, if I had 150 grand, I'd give it to you now for what you did at Kenilworth Road. <laughs> 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 well, I'll give you my bank details after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forward them on. Might take me a while to pay, though. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Take your time. <laughs> but what was great is you joined um, in, a, in a season that was a, a brilliant season. I mean, you know, the 97-98 season was amazing. Then the season after that as well was amazing. And you found yourself a premiership player, sort of, two seasons after joining yeah i mean suppose i'm sort of thinking you know you obviously ask these questions and stuff like but the first two seasons were obviously the two best seasons i had at Watford. Mm-hmm. you know um go we win, we win league one we win the championship or well, win league one win the league and then i mean suppose the best thing for us was there's no expectation get into the championship you know yeah. stay up stay up we were there we were i think the whole season we, we were in the round Sixth, seventh, fifth, you know, that's the way. And then we sort of went on that real great run at the end. Mm. We sort of, mm. I think we ended up fourth. I think we ended up fourth. Go quote me again. Fourth, I think it was fourth. But, um, yeah, I think it was. I mean, the first two seasons was it, it was amazing. From from the day I walked in the door of Watford, I mean, it was just that those first two seasons were, it was unbelievable. Mm. I mean, you think, you know, best part of my career, I, I got nearly, I got 10 years in England, 10, 11 years in England. 
and those two years were the best. Yeah, Amazing. well, that sums it up, doesn't it? I mean, we we've spoken to a, a, a few couple of players now from you know that, but kind of, I guess, and the and the reason why we we enjoy doing it is kind of that's my certainly my era. I didn't get to experience Graham Taylor as the first t- time around. I never saw any of that. I was too young. So Graham Taylor, the second time around, was like you say those those two years getting back into the Premier League. You know, they were some of the away days we used to go on to Fulham at the end of the season where we had to beat them. You know, there, there, there were some uh, some great days out. Obviously, Kenilworth Road, which we'll, we'll come on to, one of the greatest days in my life. You know, it just he Graham seemed to have a knack, and the players that we've spoken to before. I don't know if you've got anything yourself that springs to mind, but. They all have their own little snippets of Graham. We, you know, we spoke to Gifton Noel Williams. He tells a great story about you know Gifton had kids so young and Graham basically writing him a check to you know to go yeah. and sort himself out. Is there anything that sort of springs to mind, even if playing yeah. wise, personal wise? Oh, hundred percent. Very similar to Gifton. Um, obviously, coming from Northern Ireland, we have obviously everybody knows about the troubles in the past and yeah. everything else. Yeah, yeah. The town, basically, the town I come from, Lisburn, it's patrimony. Protestant but yeah. the guys that I grew up with um, the club that I grew up with uh, Lisburn Youth who through the years have produced your Arn Hughes your David Healy's you know I can go on at Northern Ireland Internationals everything mm. else but the guys there they'd set up a like a wee summer camp where basically for four or five days they brought the Catholics and Protestant kids together and there was like a soccer school so you had coaches so called like say Irish League managers Dwight Coyle, these boys who were Linfield and Glen Thorne. And they always used to bring over, like, a, a Novi Styles has done it in the past, a Dennis Law, people like this. So it was actually during one of the summer, I think it was the first year I was there, the summer after the first year, we had won the League One. The guy, Les King, had asked me, do you think Graham Taylor would be interested in coming over? So I came back for pre-season and I just went, I just pulled the gaffer, like, called him the gaffer. I pulled the gaffer and I said, look, and I just explained the situation. I said, look, they do this camp, Protestant Catholics, you know, because at that stage, 20 years ago, the Good Friday Agreement and all just been sort of agreed and yeah, yeah. changing and stuff. So he basically said, just leave it with me. I sort of give, I give him a number, I think. Next thing I hear, I hear is in the local paper, Graham Taylor's coming to Lisburn to do this coaching course for, I think he, he ended up going for two days. So basically, he ended up paying for his own flights, paying for his hotel and giving up his own time. And he went and coached these kids. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so it was something that, you know, I was very grateful for. And to this day, people, the same guys would still say to me about the time Graham came over and they appreciated it, you know, what wow. he did. And, wow. Um, I do remember one funny thing is when he came back, the day he came back and he, he pulled me in training, he says, I will never, ever go drinking again with your friends. <laughs> 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 a few too many Guinnesses. Yeah, you, tell you, me about you, boy, you boys can handle your booze. I got involved <laughs> with um, with Craig Cathcart's dad at Wembley in the semi final. Oh my okay. god! Uh, well, I think I think he was throwing them somewhere because every time I turned around, it, it was empty again. I was... <laughs> well, it's nothing to be proud of, really. But there you go. But he, yeah. you know, that was a wee thing. That that one thing always sticks in my mind. That it's mm. you know they do that. They take his own time. They get on a flight fly over, spend two days hmm. coaching these kids. Hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, it was just amazing, you know, it was amazing what he did. Absolutely. Yeah, fair play, great story. Like Absolutely. That. Um, we were talking about away days uh, a minute ago, and there was an away day right. that I wasn't going to go on at all, uh, but my brother decided to persuade me to go, and it was uh, a trip to South End, Peter. Um, and oh, and we and we got to South End. Poor sod. And you scored a hat-trick. 
um, which was absolutely fantastic. You, 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 presumably, you remember that game. You still got the ball, presumably. I do. I still have it. It's it's one of the odd things that I have still about the house. You know, I don't have many things out, but it's actually sitting above the boiler. <laughs> Where all hatchery you know, balls should sit, yeah. Well, all those balls should be, but um, I, I do take a look at it now and again. That was a few great game. Yeah. Jammy this and jammy that on it, but um, look, it was one of those. <laughs> I don't know, it's hard to explain that night. It's just, um, it was a nice evening, if I remember really, but it was, it was probably one of the best, one of the goals is probably one of the best goals that I scored for Wofford, was the free kick. Yeah. The second yeah. goal. Yeah. I, I, I mean, there's a goal. Again, we'll come on to it. I think in the FA Cup against Sheffield Wednesday, that's, that yeah. stands out for me as as probably your one of your best goals. But you're you always. I mean, my my lasting memory of you as a as a player was just constant running. You were just back and forth, back and forth. You just seem to have energy to just to just to burn, and that that probably explains where the you played probably the well. I think I'm right in saying you played the most amount of games for us when you were over in uh, in England, but also scored the most amount of goals. So I don't know. What sort of changed at Watford was was it the the what Graham asked of you or you know can you really explain it what what sort of just sort of clicks at Watford? I don't know. It's hard to explain. Um, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I was always a pretty fit lad. You know what I mean? Mm. Obviously, you know. And um, sometimes, like, was sort of. It's hard to explain the formations we played. Sometimes, you know, probably more at the start, it was more of a three-five-two where I was playing yeah. wing back, and then um, until Paul Robinson Robbo sort of came in, we sort of went the more of a flat four with him, right? Well, obviously he was left back and I was left midfield, but I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just, it's like anything, any, you know, you talk about football and player and sometimes, you know, you go to Nats County, it doesn't work out for whatever reason, but you go to Watford yeah. and it does work out for whatever reason. But, mm. you know, I always knew that obviously it was a fit lad. I had the ability at the left foot. I think those first few year, couple of years, I set up a lot of goals too. Mm. You know, which was those set pieces, corner kicks, free kicks. Mm. Um, to me, that was important. Very, very important. Who scored the goals? It didn't really matter to me. I don't care how long you're yeah. matches and all that. But, you know, it's nice to be involved. And obviously, it was a big part of set pieces and everything else. I mean, I think it all comes down to the, the preparation. Graham, Kenny. I mean, it's the first sort of time where in training, he would set things up where I would trap the back post. And it, it's hard, it's hard. I mean, you look back now and it's like, you know, it's visualization. You know, you see yourself doing this, you see yourself doing this, you know, whether, yeah, you're, going yeah. to to, whether you're going to go to somewhere, does he go to the swimming pool and jump off the hotboard? You see yourself doing it. Mm. Yeah. That's sort of way football works too. So, but he worked on it in the training pitch where maybe down the right hand side and he would just get me to run. But then sometimes it worked in games and for some reason you were just there and you just knew off the top of my head I think of Crystal Palace away Bolton away Carlisle away where just I ran in there and just there it was you know there it was there yeah it was. yeah but yeah I don't know it was just all the confidence comes from the environment and the environment we had there was brilliant it was a good bunch of lads great coaches yeah. manager coaching staff everything just seemed to be it was just brilliant you know what I mean even when we had a bad result we just moved on and got on with it who was your kind of roomie at Watford or, or the, the the guy you kind of spent most of the time with? I would have to say uh, really two people. I, over the four years I was there was Richard Johnson and Paul Robinson. Cool, you like to be then if you're with John. Uh, oh, John was mad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll tell you a story about my wedding, but there you go, leave us. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, no, no. What a, John, o, John and Robert were probably, you know, the two closest I was to over the, the time and um, I still keep in contact now and again with Paul and I've been over this a couple of games through Richard and stuff, and cool. 
Um, I'd love to live around the corner from them, but unfortunately, it doesn't work out like that. You know, we all yeah, have yeah. our own lives, and mm. but them two were we were pretty thick. You know, we got a lot yeah, of, yeah. off yeah. the pitch together too and stuff. I mean, Rob, I lived in the Reeds in Watford, and Paul lived just there under the bridge, Strat- was it Stratham Road. Stratham Road, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. He lived there with his mum and dad. So, and it actually turned out I never, I never learned to drive until. We actually get into the Premier League. So Rob, <laughs> Rob used to Rob used to drive me everywhere. So he was I was like the apprentice and he was like the senior pro, you know. So um it was great. Um but they they Paul and Paul and Richard were, you know, and we get on well, Caroline and Vanessa, the girls with my wife Deborah and all. It was great. Yeah. It was great times, you know, on the pitch and off it too. Yeah, that's good. I that's think good we could know. we could tell that as fans, I think. There just seemed to be a, a team spirit about that particularly the 97 98 season we just mm. looked invincible really i mean we just looked great it was a i remember it like yesterday it was just great it was a really good season 97 98 mm. and then obviously 98 99 as well so yeah i mean you could tell that everyone was getting in fact we were talking to was it nick wright and he said that on robbo's birthday there's a whatsapp group and everyone from the, that uh, yeah, was yeah. wishing him happy birthday and all that and <laughs> You know, they're all yeah. still talking and getting on. It's just, just lovely to hear. Yeah, really. we still, we still have a WhatsApp group that um, I can't. It's probably a couple of years now we we'll have it. Just everybody goes on every so often and must talk about things and congratulate somebody and something or you know, happy birthday and oh, it's just nice, you know, to see everybody still alive and <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing yeah. else, yeah. you know, definitely. So uh, right, so here we go, Carl. The the standout game of the ninety seven ninety eight season. You Can't scored wait to two. Talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> You scored two goals in it and almost got a third from a free kick. We're talking about the game at Kenilworth Road uh, against Luton Town. There's so much that I want to know about this game, and I know you do as well, Carl. Do you have any distinct memories from that game before we ask you more about it? I can't remember exactly. Was it November time the match was? October the 4th. October time, October time. (laughs) And um, basically, I was only there a few months and... Obviously, coming from Northern Ireland, if I played in the Merseyside Derby, it probably wouldn't mean much to me because. Mm. So at the same time, probably driving down the Luton was probably you know okay, it's Luton. You hear people talking, you know, it's a, it's a derby. You know, you sort of get a feel that it's a big match, everything else. Then you go and play the game, and you get in the stadium, and you sort of feel it, and you go right, okay, you know, there's something, there's intensity, a bit different, here, bit different yeah. and everything else. I think it was afterwards to me, more afterwards, the reaction, you know. As I said, what's it, 1997, nearly 20, 20, 23, 24 years ago, yep. we're still talking, people talk about it. So I think that the, the, the highlight, not the highlight, but the, the main thing that sticks to me is the reaction. That's the most thing. To me, it was a bit of a, oh my God, what's actually happened here? You know, not during the game or whatever. It's probably more after where, obviously, I was living in, in Watford at the time, in the, in the Reeds. I basically lived in the centre of town. And from then, it was like, Bumping into people, you know, Watford, yeah, so yeah. scum, and all that. You never bought and a beer like, again, you know, did you? You so, never bought a beer again. That, that was, yeah, I think that's 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 the main thing that stuck out to me was the reaction. I didn't mean really, and then I think I spoke about it a few times over the years. And you know, in the day that that four the win four nil away at Luton, to me, the main thing was it was for the supporters. Oh, oh yeah. Hundred percent. You shall you. never buy another beer again in <laughs> Watford. Exactly. Well, it was. It was. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. <laughs> it was just one of those days where you know you just the, the first goal went in, which was Jono, wasn't it? The first goal. I think Richard yeah, Johnson yeah. got the first goal, and you think, oh, yeah, 
brilliant. And then Di Thomas, who I couldn't tell you any other games that Di Thomas played in. I wouldn't have a clue. I don't even think he played many more games. Did he, Carl? Di Thomas? He, he played very, Not, very few games for us. A handful, I think. Yeah, after that, yeah. But I just remember he's him ripping his shirt off. a couple of important goals, too. Yeah. A few matches after that, I think, yeah. Yeah, but that's the one I remember. I just remember him waving his shirt around over his head. And then, of course, there was your two goals. The first one looked like a bit of a mess in the box and you just grabbed hold of it and rocketed it uh, like a, a volley with your left foot into into the bottom mm-hmm. corner. Uh, and the second one, you did a run and it looked like you were going to sort of go with your left and then you shimmied and dummied the defender <laughs> and a lovely right foot shot. Okay. Honestly, I can't tell you how good that... F- the I, I Brazilian it. came out in you. Yeah. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> swinger in town. That's how that was. <laughs> I can't tell you the amount of times I've watched that on YouTube. I mean, it's just one of those things you yeah. think, oh, I'm going to watch the Luton game again. Um, it's, it's all the hearts that you broke behind the goal. Yeah. That's the best bits of watching on YouTube. I mean, you literally made, you can you see made them. people miserable. You can see them going yeah. like this. Brilliant. Goal. <laughs> I think, um, I think it's, it's, in football terms, even, it's, you know, it very rarely happens when you're getting 4-0 up at half time. At that level, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, they win 4-0 up, but, you know, they win 4-0 up against Luton. And just one of those days. It's just hard to explain. It's um, they scored two goals. It was great. Mm. Um, I think my celebration for the fourth for, for the fourth goal was you know straight you down run, the pitch. Yeah, yeah you ran down to the us, pitch. Didn't you? You yeah, run to our end. Yeah, you end did. Up, I remember that. I ended up in between. Well, probably wasn't that far away from Alec. I tell you the truth, but <laughs> but that, it was just a you know it was a brilliant atmosphere. You know, it was just yep. it was great. It was brilliant, and the score yeah. the score a couple of goals in it. It's it, it's great, and it's great to look back on and it, it's great to be part of a wee bit of history and oh, oh yeah, no, else, yeah you know, and it's nice to talk about with the half time uh, score in mind we've actually got a question haven't we Carl this is the oh, one yeah, from we have. David Lavender because it wasn't lost on the fans that the, the second <coughs> half didn't quite have the tempo or intensity <laughs> or the goals mm. of the first half so have you got David's question yeah I'll read it out as he's, he's written it Obviously, there's a lot of rumours about it, but let's let's go for it. So, um, what was really said at half time when we were four 0 up? Uh, rumours have it that the police came into the dressing room at half time <laughs> and were threatening to call the game off due to the violent atmosphere inside the ground. So, Graham Taylor told us or you guys to ease off in the second half. We knew something was said because Ronnie Rosenthal was taken out in the penalty area when it should have been a penalty, and it was a penalty, but he never gave it. Oh, and the ref waved play on, and nothing was given. So all the rumours true. Did the old Bill come in and say, boys, come on now? I don't remember the police coming in. But, oh, I feel a box. <laughs> but yeah. um, I have said this in a, in a couple of interviews before. I don't think I'm telling lies here. Like, But in my head, Graham Taylor did say, look, lads, take it easy, second half. Now, <sighs> you, could, <laughs> it would take, you could take that with a pinch of salt. Now, he did. Yeah. I think he was in a bit of a shock himself. From, <laughs> coming in 4-0 so I think it was a, a, a case of right lads take it easy here but I think it was just a jokingly you know yeah 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 he wanted us to go out and obviously try and score another four but it, yeah. I think it was sort of laughed upon but forgot about and then we were yeah, so yeah. prepared but yeah. I think those type of games I think Luton were probably delighted that we come out and just sort of it's just it's hard to obviously put another performance in like that and yeah, you know it in your back of your mind you're just saying like don't let these get back into it and mm. stuff like that and mm. you probably don't push on as much and attack as much and you're happy enough just to see a game out so that's probably the reason it wasn't as as good as the first half but you know Graham Taylor did say take it easy lads <laughs> <laughs> don't score another for 
if I get four, you know, we'll get we'll get murdered or something here. But look, it was just a, it was not. He wasn't being obviously serious. You know? Yeah, it was but, a passing comment rather than, than, comment, than but, an instruction. Um, yeah, it worked. We're rubbish. Second half, but look. Well, yeah. I don't think any of us minded. To be fair, we were just singing. That's all. Like, that's my main memory of that game. Just singing our heart. I was knackered at the end. I was like that. Ah. Yeah, couldn't move. <laughs> it was just a yeah, day. Yeah, I'm sure it was a great day for the supporters that were there, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was a weird day because, it, as I remember it, Justin, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, we, we all got bussed in, didn't we? We, we had got bussed in. Meet, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't a normal turn up as and when, find a, you know, which is it's never going to be when it's against them. But yeah, it was, it's just a weird day the whole the whole day. And then to win 4 0, it almost, we couldn't celebrate till we got off the off the bus really back at yeah. back, back Even, home yeah. yeah yeah driving through Luton that was a bit scary on the way out as well because there was a lot, yeah, a lot of yeah I remember around. a few vegetables coming towards the coach <laughs> I was out there, I know yeah it's all your fault Peter <laughs> it's all your yeah. fault so yeah that Fair was a, that was a fantastic season obviously culminated with uh, there was that bit of a, a tussle between us and Bristol City as to who was going to be the, the champions and then obviously we, we ended up being the champions I, I, unfortunately I missed the Fulham game we've discussed this before you were there weren't you Carl I was I had to yeah sunburned <coughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you got sunburned didn't you yeah we were talking yeah, to Gifton. Yeah. yeah, we were talking yeah. to Gifton about this the other day, and he's saying that you know he it took two and a half hours to get out of the ground or something because it was just fans everywhere and everybody on the pitch. Um, we were just on the pitch, yeah. We were trying to nick shirts off you lot. We were trying to nick your boots, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, that was a brilliant day too. You know, um, I think uh, we were depending on Pre- or Bristol City getting beat. I think. Hmm. Yeah, we'd beaten just before hadn't we I think quite comfortably and then yeah. they yeah they were three points ahead they had to win and they, they lost yeah yeah and we we won well, obviously we won Fulham which was a tough game because Fulham at that time were on the way up if I remember yes. rightly Kevin Keegan few, and yeah, yeah Beardsley and these like, type of people yeah, were playing yeah. for them that day but it was a great result and you know when Jason scored the second goal and then obviously you could hear obviously the reaction from the crowd that we were in pole position Mm. And then when the final whistle went, you know, you're still probably not sure, but then when you by the reaction crowds all over the place and the ring out, it was it was brilliant. It was a great great celebration, and I can't even, I can't remember what we did after, like, but I'm sure we went somewhere. I can't remember, but <laughs> um, it was a uh, again. It was people don't get to experience that as a player. Some players don't get to experience that, and mm. some supporters don't get to experience that either. So yeah, I mean, you could um, you could play you could play your whole career and not experience that really. Can't you? Mm. It's a short career football, and I, I guess you got to take those when they when they come along. Thankfully, you had a you had a, a few with us, which was good. Yeah, it was a couple of great memories, you know. Um, I, I want to I want a league one with um, Wigan Athletic too, but it didn't feel the same. <laughs> tell you the truth, yeah. Um, but definitely, you know, that season winning the league was was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So the following then, season, go on, go sorry, on. Carl. I was going to say the following season. At the end of the season, you had a, a, a day out at Wembley. Indeed, we all did. And uh, we've spoken to the guy that did the overhead kick, but we haven't spoken yet to the guy that supplied the corner, delivered it. Yeah, yeah. on a platter. Yeah. Uh, pfft, I wouldn't say that. I think I hit off by three hairs. <laughs> I think but then you got the <laughs> neck. But... Uh, what, what we spoke when we spoke to Nick. Nick was was um, sort of brought us up to to, to the day. Um, but he mentioned the Birmingham City game as being the one that kind of made everyone, in his opinion anyway, made everyone kind of think, right, you know, this is it. We've, we've got through Birmingham a tough game. But Birmingham was quite a hostile atmosphere. Very um, hostile. Yeah, yeah. And then getting getting into Wembley um, as a fan, I mean, it's, it happens most of the times because it's just little old Watford. But I, I, my 
my biggest thing was the Bolton fans were just so confident they'd won. They were just yeah. so sure, so sure well, they'd won that game. I don't. I, well, that's fair enough. But we already beat them twice during the season. Mm. You know, and um, our preparation was top notch. We'll always say it, and, I, and I'll say it. I think Robbo said it in the tunnel, going up the tunnel. You, you just, you just know it's going to be your day, and I, that's the way I felt. I felt mm. no matter what happens here. You know, I think we're going. We know, I think we're going to come out the other end here, and we're going to win. Mm. Now, it took me a long time to actually look back upon the highlights because I knew in the first half, Bolton had a few good chances. And Alec yeah, they were. And it's hard. I probably I can watch it okay now, but at the time, you know, after it took me a long time to even over the years I didn't really watch it because all you sort of seen was us scoring the two goals and I was it and lifting the cup. But mm. when you actually look back, you know, Alec made a couple. Alec Chamberlain was superb, wasn't he? Yeah, was superb and. You know, they had a good team, like you think of Good Johnson and all these players and I just I on the day, you know, we were I think you asked any of us, you know, we were we were prepared and we were ready to we were already beating them twice. So if anybody was confident I thought it should have been us. Mm-hmm. Obviously we were the underdog because of you know their status and the players that yeah. had, but we were ready, we were gonna win that game, like mm. Yeah, no, it's good. So on the Nick Wright um overhead, which he doesn't really remember a lot of because they, he was obviously jumped upon uh, <laughs> afterwards. I assume corners of practice, your delivery, and do you have any sort of memories of when, as soon as it leaves, you're like, come on, someone can get onto that, or there was any yeah, set well, up? Yeah, or... we worked on set pieces, you know, it was a big part of those two years, first two years, well, any, any, obviously, my, anywhere I, any club I've been at, you know, I was always a set piece taker, you know, the left foot, and um, some clubs worked on them more than others, Graham, Graham Taylor worked on them, and mm. I think uh, if you look back over the highlights of especially the first two years, you will see a lot of goals come from free kicks and corner kicks. Yeah. Uh, which doing football generally anyway, but um, we had a couple of people running, a couple of blocks, everything else. Michelle Gungay was a brilliant. I think the Birmingham home game was a prime example where I just put it in that front post area and Michelle was coming on to it. Bang, coming on to it, yeah. So I think Nick Wright's goal you know, I don't think there was anything in particular where we were working on anything in that set piece. It's just a matter of me getting the ball into the box. I got the ball into the box. I think somebody's flicked it up and then the rest is history, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what a goal. <laughs> you know, oh, God. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm really pleased that Nick can sort of look back on that and because obviously from then, it sort of went downhill for him. You know, yeah, we spoke, his, his injuries were... Yeah, terrible. And, and stuff yeah, and... the stuff he's been through. But we spoke to him, and he, do you know what? He was one of the most positive guys that we we we've spoken to. You know, yeah. he was just so upbeat about it, and and thankful for the career that, that he had. And, and you just mm-hmm. summed it up there that some players will never get that. What what you guys had in that yeah. in that team, you know, and that that's something to to be to be thankful for. And mm-hmm. to score a goal at any level that he did, that the, you know, technically what it took to do that <laughs> is something. But to do it at Wembley in a playoff final yeah, is just. <laughs> I was so pleased for him, you know, and uh, as I said, unfortunately, it, you know, he picked up the injuries and stuff, but, you know, at least they can look back and stuff and it's unbelievable, you know. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And then, uh, uh, obviously, we, we, we get the, um, well, it was it was late on in the game, moving the game forward, and I, I vaguely remember, I can't remember who it was now off the top of my head, but it was like a, a coming together in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, was Alan Smart actually done that? Yeah, it was smart, wasn't it, that's oh, it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I was wait, I just looked up waiting for the referee to blow for the free kick. Mm. Because that's what it looked like. It yeah. just looked like, you know, uh, and it didn't. The, and the ball broke. And again, the the rest the rest is history. And yeah. the scenes were incredible that day. They were incredible. Yeah. It still gives me goosebumps now. Mm. Just <laughs> just talking just talking to you about it. It's amazing. 
Yeah, it was. It was an amazing day. Um, I mean, I, I, had, I had my family and all over, my mum and my two brothers and I got about 10 mates there, popped off from anywhere and anywhere. But it was... Um, tickets, tickets. Yeah. Tickets. It was a great, great experience and that's what I put on a couple of limousines and stuff for them, which was a great day for them. And it was just an amazing day. And then we ended up obviously back at Southwell House and they were all there. And Oh, that's cool. It was just an amazing day, you know. What Do, do you remember what Graham said? Did, did Graham... It's, I haven't asked anyone this and I, I, I meant to ask uh, Nick about it, but... When you're back in the changing room afterwards, was it was it did Graham say anything? Was there a or was it just chaos? There was just it was, bodies it was well, I can't really remember him sitting us down and saying, I guess you know, congratulations, brilliant, anything else. But I think it was quite I know it sounds bad, but I think it was quite chilled out. We'd already done all the celebration on the pitch and with the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Else. So by the time you get back to the changing room, I think, you know, I don't think we're gonna start jumping all over each other again. You know, I think it was just sort of everything but done out in the pitch. And yeah, and it's like a four and a half mile walk back to the changing room. <laughs> yes, long way. <laughs> and then I think it was just a case of, you know, getting in there. And then, because I actually have a picture where I'm standing with the trophy and Darren Bees is standing. Alex, I think Alex, I'm not saying he's on the phone. I think Alex's on the phone and Paige's sitting in a tin of beer. It looks pretty chilled out, <laughs> you know. So I think at that stage, it was just a matter of like, you know, everything's just done and dusted, you know, let's get ready. Yeah. Get yeah. on a bus. Yeah. Back Southwell House. Yeah. <laughs> get, on the, get on the drink. So, get on the drink, um, yeah. I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm actually, I can't remember Graham setting it. I'm sure he did, but I can't remember, you know, yeah, coming yeah. in out of the heat of the moment sort of thing. So adrenaline else, and everything's going yeah, on, I can't, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. I think no matter how confident we were winning the match and everything else, it's still a bit of a shock mm. to think, right, we're going to be in the Premier League here. Mm. You know, I, I think it probably hadn't hit. I mean, for, for you, what 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 were your sort of thoughts on that? You've come from, in, as you said, you've come over from Northern Ireland. You've gone to well, Notts County. It's not really worked, yeah, worked two, out for you there. Two, exactly two years before, I was probably back in Northern Ireland thinking I was going to be staying in Northern Ireland. I'm going to be staying, yeah. That's just, that's That's, that's, that's football, life. isn't it? It's crazy. Football, yeah. Football's mad and it's just something so, a lucky break, you know. Yeah. And um, there's better players than me probably never got the opportunity. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the breaks, very, though, very yeah. lucky. Yeah. It is, and it's football is, you know, obviously different levels of football, but it's, 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 it is, some, no matter who you are, sometimes you just need that bit of luck. Definitely. How good a player you are, you know? Definitely. And, um, I'm not saying I have a good player, but, you know, I was just very fortunate. Oh, you were a good player. You were the a good player. The way it fell, and I ended up at Watford, and everything just suited me down the ground, especially those first two years. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, if we if we come on to the to the Premier League, so... Like like we've said, we've spoken to Gifton, who didn't really have any part of the the, the mm. Premier League. We've spoken to Nick, who unfortunately didn't have much of a, uh, a a lot of luck in the Premier League, what with his injury. Um, but yeah. you 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 did, and in fact, you're the first player to ever score a Premier League goal for Watford. Remember that against Wimbledon? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's probably about the only thing come out of it. It is. <laughs> to be fair, Peter. Let's be honest. It wasn't a great <laughs> no, season. Was um, it? I think. Um, I don't want to sound like, but I think the first two years, obviously, it, it happens at most any football clubs. Whatever what happened to us the first couple of years was amazing. And then, obviously, things have to change mm. into the Premier League where, you know, more people get involved, you know. Yeah, bigger bigger money, bigger, bigger budgets, more players yeah, come in. Yeah, That's the problem. That yeah. was it, problem ch- it changes the ethos of everything, it does, doesn't it? It does, it does. Now, you have to get on, mate. I'm not saying people, players coming in and you're, you know, in a day, if you're not happy with your contract, you shouldn't have signed it. You know, things mm-hmm. like this here. But you could see Watford changing. 
You yeah. can see it changing. And, but that's nobody's fault. That's just the nature of the beast, I think. You know, what mm-hmm. happened at any football club, it's, it's bound to change because you're going into the Premier League. Yeah, what's well, happened now is the situation yeah. Watford finds itself in now. It's it's nothing like it. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it used to be because of the, the the Premier League. And with success comes the changes and comes... I, I think the, the, the biggest thing is the attention, I guess, I suppose, as a player in the champion. You had, obviously, some media flogging around you but then when you're in the Premier League it's like boom you know yeah, the focus I mean, is it wasn't it wasn't in a day we were you know unfortunately we got relegated and we weren't you know we're not a, we weren't a Liverpool or whatever and I mean it never really stopped me living the same life around Watford you know what I mean I still yeah. went into Watford and whatever but I, I saw you, you know, in Clements was, once Peter I said hello to you in Clements right <laughs> okay hope you said hello back <laughs> <laughs> you did yeah you did yeah that, that Premier League year, I, I, I obviously I got injured myself I think I ended up only playing 23 games and I think we only won, was it six games? Something like that. Sure. Yeah. It was yeah, bad. it wasn't the best season. No, it wasn't. It was tough. You know, um, in a day, it, you know, you could turn around and say we weren't good enough. We weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think after the first two years, it was a bit of a damp squid. You know, yeah, people, yeah. You know, people turn around and say, oh, unbelievable. Was it as unbelievable as people probably say? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. okay, you played it. Beat Bazaar at Anfield, beat Chelsea at home, mm. played away at Man United, played away at Arsenal, all these teams. But at the same time, it was a bit of a struggle running the boot like a header, chasing these players. And yeah, it's, was it was there a player that you that that comes to mind during that season that you you played against or saw and you just thought, Jesus Christ, that's that's different class. Well, the, the fact that you played against these players, you know, was great. But like, one of my favorite players, and like I'm, I I hate Man United, like, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm an AVU supporter anybody but United. Um, <laughs> Paul Scholes with me is one of, it's one of the best players in Premier League history or English League, you know what I mean? He was a yeah, yeah. player and to play against him, I mean, I've got a great pitcher him tackling me, which is, it's an analogy. Which somewhere. is something he can't do. He, he <laughs> no, struggles he can't to tackle do. I actually time, think, yeah. I actually think he, get, he actually got booked, if I'm already, he actually got booked for that tackle on me. There you go. Was um, that the one at home against, in the, no, it was away. It's it was the away, away one. one. Right. Um, but look, it's amazing mm. to, to say that you played against these players, but at the same time, you know, 23, 24 years, 23 years later, you know, I don't want to sound bad or anything like, but it's... No, no, I get it, yes. Yeah. It's, it's mm. you know, it is what it is, you know. But it is what it is, yeah. No, 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 I get it that. It is, but um, just going back to the, the, the season, like it was a tough season, it was a tough season personally, because I had a, I had a what I thought was a hamstring injury, but it turned out to be a back injury, a back injury. and um, it took a wee while for me to, and that was sort of, I think the first year I was at Watford, I think I missed a f- a f- several games. But the second year, I don't think I missed the game, the championship mm, right. the playoff. Right. I don't think I missed the game. But I've been playing with a knee injury because I actually got an, I, had, I actually had an operation two days after the playoff final. And wow. I, was, I was back for pre-season and sort of missed the start of pre-season. But that was sort of my picking up, playing a bit, yeah. injured, playing yeah, a bit. Yeah. Mm. And it turned out, that, I mean, over the next two years, I had a knee injury and then I had a back injury and then I had a, Stupid Achilles problem, which was wasn't an Achilles in the end. In the end of the operation, and then I had another knee operation. So it was stop, start, stop, start, and yes, and it's hard then to go and go and get yeah, that. It is, but it's it's no excuse. You know what I mean? It's not it's not an excuse for at the end of the, the fourth year is when Green retired, mm. and then the likes of myself and I put in the transfer list and Viali came in. Right. Um, I, I'm quite interested just to know what what's that changeover. Obviously, when you you left the club, was it was it something that you were kind of like, well, I'm I'm better off going now because I've done my time here. You know, I've I've had all the well, all the ups that I can have. Was it was yeah, it? 
well, you didn't leave on, on bad terms. No, it was fine. Like it was fine. Like I'd, I'd given four years service, and mm. you know, it's, I thought I'd done okay over the four years in general. You know what I mean? I thought I'd get yeah, a lot yeah. back. And um, Fiali, yeah, Fiali's came in, and thinking of the play, I think Robert Page, myself. I can't think of somebody who remember the two main ones that went on the transfer list and stuff. So mm. it was actually quite funny because we came in the first day of training and I went from three, number three in the squad to 33. <laughs> and um, so I had a bit of a laugh about that. And uh, <laughs> so I was fine, but we, I'd walked in and Viali was managing Ray Wilkins and stuff was there. And, mm. and I walked in the next thing, it was like Ramon Vega and oh, Stephen well, Glass. I was going to say, Peter, and I, we're, and I, uh, we're, we're not in a hurry to interview Pierre Issa. Or Ramon Vega, believe me, they're, they're, yeah. they're, we're not going to be but, asking them on the. Podcast. No, nothing these, against these players. No, nothing against. I'm sure they're anything, you know. And all of a sudden, you know, obviously, knew these boys are coming in big money, mm, you know, mm. everything else. So I'm sort of sitting there going, I'm on the transfer list. I've got a year left in my contract. So I sat, kept tight, and then obviously, I'd heard that Wigan were interested in signing me, mm. and um, Paul Jewell just went as manager, and he was obviously starting out as a, his project. There. Yeah. Um, I don't mind saying this, but. We had actually, we were actually eating lunch in Saltwell House every day during training and things like this. This is the way Wofford would, it, it was, it went from, like when I, the four years I was at Wofford, I had to clean, we had to clean our own training gear. Right. We never, we never had, no, no, even when we went to the old, the old Arsenal training ground, which is still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, still there. We yeah. still, we had, we still started getting lunch and stuff after we went there. But we never we still had to bring our clothes home and wash them, and which was fine. We were all dead on, no big time. Didn't say nothing. So once Fiali came in, it was a case of oh my god, training gears all there, Sopwell House for lunch, pre you know all this here, everything's everything's laid on, and you can see then obviously the players come in big money, everything else, which is fine, not a problem. But what really annoyed me was obviously Wiggins came in, and I think the the paid they're going to pay three hundred grand for me. Wofford weren't going to give me any money. Wofford just wanted me to go. What, although you had a year on the contract? Yeah. Wofford said to me, we're not giving you nothing. I think John Alexander, who was a secretary, I think he had went to Spurs. Um, there was a new guy in, I can't remember his name. And I says, tell him no. I'm just sitting here. Because I've given four years here to put this club, yeah, yeah. help this club. Not saying it was just me. Obviously, we've put this club in this position where I'm sure they've got a few pounds in their pockets now. Well, they're paying the Ollie X amount of yeah. money. to. Yeah, yeah. They, so I says, look, I says, no. I says, I'm not going unless I get X, Y, and Z. And with a bit of a fight, it turned out I got a few quid hmm. off. Well, I got, I, got, I got a good deal to leave. So off I went, and then don't take us the wrong way. But inside a year, I was contacted. Could have paid £15 towards uh, some fund or something to help the club. Mad, isn't it? It's mad, isn't it? But it was like obviously Fiali's came in, all this big money. Mm. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, you could see it from a you could see it from a fan's point of view. They were the, the Viali thing came in, um, and I think he got announced if I'm right in saying he got announced on the last game in the season or something like that on the on the screen. I have vague mm. memories of it and from there on in it was just like Oh, what have we become? It was you know, disjointed. These... Oh, it was awful. The football was awful, there was no team oh, it was spirit. Terrible. Yeah. It was no, just... that, that's no, you know, in a day. You know, I was probably the best for me to move on anyway. But yeah, yeah, um, it was just as I said from my Premiership season, you could sort of, you know, changes. Yeah, we got relegated, and to be fair, the following season we had an unbelievable start. That season we did. I we were flying 15, fifteen games or something. Absolutely were, flying uh, then, until Christmas. Yeah, yeah, we were flying. Yeah, it just went. I don't. We didn't even end up in the playoffs. No, I just obviously wanted to give a bit of background for my last couple of years. Yeah, now, which, yeah, which probably weren't as, as enjoyable. Definitely as the first two, you know. And, mm, um, no, definitely, mm, yeah. Uh, it is what it is. 
clubs move on, players move on, and you know, from then, if you're talking over 20 years ago, the club has done. You know I mean, I was back in the club a couple of times last season, and the, 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 but it's changed, isn't it? Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's class. That ground looks brilliant. different, doesn't it, to when you were there? Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, in the, the, obviously, the main the main change is in behind. Yeah, you know, in behind mm. all the red, you know, there's that side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, I'm more interested now, but. Um, the the bars and the restaurant and all that. I mean, it's obviously Premier League standard, you know. So mm. um, yeah, I mean, it's fit. It's fit for for the Premier League now, and the the ownership that that have come in have done a wonderful job at, at, at all that. There's other aspects to it that I won't bore you with. But from a fan's point of view, we're a little bit like, come on, guys, you know, we've lost that. Um, especially, and you've touched on it, the the community aspect where you were wandering around Watford after destroying Luton single-handedly. Uh, you know, it's just it's little things and it's it's not a, a big deal, but there's, there's certain aspects of the club that I grew up with that are no more. And it's, you well, know, it's a little bit... I, but like you yeah. say, things move on. And Well, unfortunately, you know, that's the way it is. And, mm. you know, you say it's not a big deal, but I think it is a big deal for a supporter because then that's all they have. They have their football club. And, yeah. You know, Players can, yeah. move, players can move on. Yeah. You know, supporters are there. And when I was there, the supporters were great. And we did the, the rounds. You know, we done the hospitals. We did this. We done that. We done and done things. And mm. it wasn't a problem. I mm. don't know whether it happens still now, but it's just. I think football in general. It's just. <laughs> it's just the game's gone. You know, yeah, the yeah. Games. The games. Yeah. It's even hard to watch. It's hard to watch now, and it's. It's just like uh, if I didn't have to switch a TV on and watch it. I'll, Man United and Liverpool are playing out the back garden. I'll probably pull the curtains at the minute. And tell you the <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling. I do know the feeling. Before we do the questions, um, yeah, go on. you had 20 appearances for Northern Ireland. Have you got any strong memories of your international career? <laughs> 20, again. Who was the manager? Oh, I had a few managers there. It was Sammy McElroy, Laurie McManamy. Oh, McManamy, yeah. Um, they were the main two, really, I can think of them. At the very end, Laurie Sanchez had just come in, but um, it was, t- I mean, Northern Ireland, it was great. I mean, 20 caps again, only for injuries, I should have got a lot more. Yeah. Um, we, it was tough. We, we weren't, you know, again, it's probably something similar to our Premier League season. You played against all these teams, great players and all, but we didn't win many matches at the time. And, hmm. um, but it was a great experience, you know, going, flying all around Europe, playing Germany, Italy, hmm. some of the Spain. I mean, some of the, you know, Memories and look back, you know, playing against Raul and all oh, yeah, that's mental, like, isn't it? Yeah. it? But on football, in the end of the day, football, like playing football, and it was tough. It was tough with mm. Northern Ireland, but it was enjoyable, but tough. That yeah, makes sense, yeah. you know. But yeah. um, again, it was a great experience. Great experience. Mm. I wish I would have more caps. I should have more caps only for injuries, you know. Mm. Um, but that's, again, that's just the way it goes, you know. Yeah. I see you in a Peterborough shirt once upon a time. <laughs> you did. I, I did. Went, I, yeah, I spent a couple of seasons down there, and that was an experience for Barry Fry. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> Barry oh, Fry. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you got some stories. <laughs> oh my god! That's, was, it, don't was, was he? Start. Was he the great, great owner? Man. Yeah, owner, stroke manager, stroke but, kit, stroke everything. Wasn't uh, he? Stroke, stroker, stroke, stroker. <laughs> was um, um, no, boy was it? Boy was everybody knows boy's a character. Everything yeah. else, but. It wasn't until I got there. He gave me this. I met him, and he, he, you know, it's one of them ones. Look, we'll bring it. We'll bring you down, and we'll put you in this hotel, and we'll look after you, and we'll give you this, and we'll do that, and do that. 
and then you sign you sign the contract and you get down and you're in the Premier Inn about 58, 50 miles away. <laughs> but yeah. that was, you know, but it was that that was an experience, you know, and I mean some of the things that went on there was I mean Crazy. to be quite honest, it was like East Enders at times. Um I just stayed out of the way. I, but I, I vaguely spent, remember him talking to a I can't remember who he was trying to sign. He was trying to he was sitting in his office and he was talking to this player and his agent at the time. And he he, he went it was it was along the lines of we don't pay 25 year olds that per week and and he looks at his agent and he says oi he says don't look at the agent he says I'm f***ing telling you that's what he said you know it's just like is this how he like what the hell am I watching it's 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 only I mean two quick stories it would be he had obviously we had agreed a couple of pounds on this side or something I heard me slagging Sam Allardyce off but (laughs) we had agreed a couple of pounds on the side which I was entitled to to be fair but probably saved them a couple of quid for the tax man I don't know but anyway, he pulled up in training and I was training away and he called me to the side and he gave me this envelope. And I'm, I'm like, Baz, I'm training here. What, what do you want me to do it? And I said to myself, I'm taking this no matter what because I might might not get this. So might not get it back, yeah. I ended up putting it down my sock and training <laughs> with the money. So cash in your sock. Oh, I cashed my sock because it was, I might not have ever seen it again. But um, the other story would be on a Friday, it had appeared manager You've been working on a bit of shape and you're playing left back and you're thinking, right, okay, I'm in the team tomorrow. And then come quarter to two on the Saturday, you're sitting and the kit man comes in and it's just like shirts start getting lift, lifted and other shirts getting put down. So you were left back on a Friday, you actually end up in the stand on quarter to two on a Saturday. So he just, just oh flip it, just change God, it out. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Wow. It was funny. Like, I was just, I just, like, I had a year left in my contract. I, he actually gave me a three year contract. So it was quite, a guy like Barry, Barry was, you know, the character, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The club yeah. itself at the time. I know they've come on and done quite well since then. Yeah. It was just a shambles, like, but he, uh, <laughs> he, he, some of the stuff, some of the stuff went on. It was mental. Mental. Shame we're not Peterborough fans. We could do a separate one. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, don't talk about it. <laughs> did you, um, so once you, uh, once you left, did you go back to Ireland? Did you play? Yeah, back I, went, I went back. Yeah, I went back to Northern Ireland, and I had a year left my contract with Peter, and I just basically went to Barry and says, "Boy, look, this is not working out. Mm. This place is just doing my head. I can't, keep, I can't carry any more cash you know, in the socks." <laughs> and, I mean, I think I was 32, 33 then, and, and where Peterborough is, you know, I'm not going to go out and loan to Huddersfield or wherever. You know, yeah, I yeah. Family, and I just basically said, "Boy, look." I went and seen him the first day of pre-season. I said, look, boy, have a year left. I says, if I have to sit for a year, I'll sit for a year and I'll, I'll, I'll play, I'll be a pro and whatever. Yeah. I says, but if you want to offer me something to go, I'll go. And to prefer, I had went back home again. He rang me and we agreed. He, 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 he offered me a deal to leave. So sound turned to me and I'd obviously, I'd already agreed to <laughs> behind the scenes of, behind, to go behind the home, scenes to go back home um, probably I am the new Sam all yeah, um, yeah I was going to say you give Sam a run for his money I, but um, look and that was it really and then uh, look, probably when I look back I leave, leave early and I thought nah I think it was the right time to go mm. like 32, 33 and, and you know, I'd had 10 years and I'd always planned to go home anyway you know I was from Lisburn and kids, the kids were at an age you know Annie was 8 the oldest one was 8 and I wanted to get them back in school here and stuff, so mm. it was ideal, and that was it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's my, cool. That's my career. That's, that's a great, <laughs> great story. I've got um, this. This one is we we get these from time to time, where it's 
fans that remember certain things about you and they're asking, do you remember it? So we'll ask you anyway. So this, this comes from Patrick Ruston and he's put, um, Peter sent me a match worn shirt around 2000 and 2003. Sorry, 2002, 2003. Wonder if he remembers signing it and his family sending it to mine. Patrick Ruston. Anyway, I'm sure you've done lots it's a, of shirts. There's a blank expression like on your face, Peter. Yeah. No, no, I'm trying to think because, to be quite honest with you, I have given a lot of, especially my Northern Iron shirts, I haven't any left <laughs> over the years, you know. And um, You're giving them all away? I wouldn't say I've given them all away, but I've kept the majority of them I have because you got, you got, when you played, you got to. I was in a load of squads. I never get on and stuff, and you obviously get to keep the two shirts. So I actually ended up with probably 50, 60 Northern Iron shirts. So, but I have given them a lot of them away to, you know, people just for yeah, you know, yeah. mementos or a wee jar yeah. or, you know, a raffle or something. But I, have, I, I probably haven't done as many Watford shirts, to tell you the truth, but Patrick, I'm not too sure, Tom. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but Patrick, I told Sorry, you, Patrick. Patrick. I've, sorry got a shirt, Patrick. I've got a shirt downstairs that I've got the whole squad to sign. Um, and it's, uh, I, I should have brought a picture of it, but it's got we and then eight, the number eight, and then Luton at the bottom of it. And you, you've signed that. I've right, got your okay. signature on that. As a fan, you know, these are the, these are the things that you just think, my well, God. 100%. You know. 100%. Uh, Neil, oh, sorry, Paul Smith asks, what is Peter up to nowadays? Not very much at the minute during this lockdown. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've just been extended the 1st of April. Uh, I, yeah, um, so I've written, yeah, I saw that just before we started, yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, football-wise, um, I'd, I'd started uh, coaching there about four or five years ago and sort of built my way up. I got into the Irish League there with a team called Dungannon Swift, who was first team coach. And then January last year, um, I was relieved of my duties. So basically, um, I haven't really, because of the lockdown and stuff, it's been difficult really to get, to get back involved. To, to be quite honest with you, um, will I get back involved? I'm not sure. I do like a, I do like my golf too, you know. And over here, it's it's, the, it's not like back over in England where it's you know there is a couple of professional teams here, but obviously it's it's you know I don't know I, I don't know where I'll get back involved in that. Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose you need to see what happens with lockdown and what's available yeah. at the end. I see, of it I see all. what happens. And as I said, what what are you playing off? Ten. I play off ten. <laughs> Stick with golf then. Stick with I know. Golf. I actually had a few years off there because of the football. So, but I went back. The golf there just after the last lockdown sort of opened. Yeah. So I got back in there and I'm really enjoying it. I don't know why do you want me to mention what I'm actually doing work wise and stuff. Or yeah, what are you doing work wise? Yeah. Um well that was one of the things that I did in England. I sort of worked towards my accountancy. So I, I actually I have a trade behind me where I was sheet metal worker. I worked in Bombardier with build the planes before I went to England. So I had that trade behind me. So since the 10, I don't, I'm a long way home. I'm home. I must be home a good 13, 14 years. So I sort of went into Turin as an accountant and I sort of got into that and done the practice bit and done the qualifications and stuff. Um, I actually never finished my qualification. Um, it was just too tough, I tell you the truth, the finals and all that. But I stayed in the, the accountancy side of it. But I actually ended up going back into building planes for a few years. Really? Yeah, I actually went back in for a few years. I was pretty off with the kind and forward and I just sort of went back into that and then that's the most Peter Kenny of I know of Watson now builds aeroplanes I know, I know. <laughs> and, and when people when you tell people that that's probably the response will be I'll never fly again <laughs> um, so it's uh, it's something that my, both my brothers do too you know and um, 
I was only, I was only in there as a year. I spent three and a half years doing it again. It was, it was actually quite tough getting back in because people are probably, a lot of people looked at it and went, why, why are you back in here? Why are you doing, why? You know, they, I never earned millions out of football stuff. They're only in there. Well, yeah. You know, you were at the wrong time, weren't you, really? Although, you know, people say you were at the Premier League. You had good money, but don't you? But yeah, not, yeah, not you know, like, you know, not like sure. now. Again, you know, I would never sit back and hammer myself over anything like that. There. No, again, no, of I, course. I mean, it is what it is, as I always say, and that's what it was. I've never changed nothing. But, yeah. And then, Obviously, I came back out of the building planes and I went back into the county. I'm actually working uh, at the minute. I've been working in the internal audit section of the local council for the last okay. four years, which is which is probably the best job I've had since I've came home, you know, as yeah. in, in an office and, mm. yeah, and yeah. Know, decent money and that. So it's it's quite good. Um, so I'm quite happy and I'm fine. And the family, you know, my oldest one, Annie, now she's... She's doing her last year of her law. She's 21. Oh, fair play to her. Olivia's Good 18 stuff. and we Peter's 16. So they're well up. The wife, obviously, you know, she's there. So it's great. You know, we're, we're back home and we're settled in this house and we're happy enough, you know. And it's Good stuff. With no complaints. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. good that's good. Right, this comes from uh, Brian. Brian? Brian. Um, he asks, what is your best memory, playing-wise, whatever, in a Watford shirt? And that is the last question. It's probably memory. standout moments. Maybe standout moment. Let's change it to that. Standout moments or standout yeah. moment? Moment. Moment. Up to you. I could, I'll talk all night. I don't mind. It would have to be Wembley. Playoff final. Yeah. Definitely. I think. Not just for me, but for everybody. I think yeah. for the hard work that we put in, not just the two years, probably... You think of Richard and Robert Page and these players who have been there as an apprentice. The build up to that point, you know, when you looked at us, would you have expected us to do that? No. We were, uh, I was going to say, a good team. We were a great bunch of lads together and we looked after each other and it was just one of those, it was written in the stars, I think. And yeah, I mean, you, then, there was so much fight in that team, wasn't there? You just used to fight for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, we were a good team with good players, like, you know, with, your makers and Richards and yeah. you know, we would you know, we had players you can play in different positions and, and everything else and with a mixture of everything. We were a tough team. We were mm. hard to beat. I mean when you look at the first year we won the league, I think I was top goal scorer, thirteen goals. Yeah. You were. You definitely I were. I think yeah. that sums it up. Yeah, we didn't, yeah you were. Many. We didn't score yeah. many. We didn't concede many. And yeah. I think that's we took that into the championship and championship, you know, it's tough. Mm. Championship was hard, one of the hardest leagues to get out of. Mm-hmm. And uh, they end up on, it's the best way to, you know, obviously it won two league titles with Wigan and Watford, but the win, they get promoted that way. I've heard people say it before, but it's the best way to go up. I think as a Don't fan. Don't get me wrong, it's nice to win, I think for the day and everything else, obviously it's nice to win the league. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but nice to win a championship. Yeah. The championship. But I think for that day, the way we've done it, and everything else, it was like a cup, obviously it's like an FA Cup final. Yeah, yeah. My eyes, the crowd, eighty thousand at Wembley. The, the pressure, you know, the experience of pressure, the build up, everything, and then the emotion when the final missile goes. Yeah, it's it's that's definitely standout moment for me at Watford. That, that that pitch at Wembley just looked a massive. I don't know what it was like to play on, but like you know, Bickridge Road. If you see it, it just. It just looks mm. so big, and you just think that must drain you. You know, it was yeah. a hot day that day. Yeah, yeah, it was. I think it's one of those ones. That's that's the, the mentality side of football. You know, you can go to a certain mm. stadium. The pitch the pitch size is the same. Yeah, you go, you go yeah. to Watford, and the pitch size is the same. Say the same size as Wembley. But maybe not. It could be a wee bit of difference. I don't know. But yeah, it's just the surroundings. Mm. You know, and for some reason, it, it can play in your mind. Mm. You know, you want to hit a forty yard ball, Watford, just a forty yard ball. Yeah, if you see him ball at Wembley. You wouldn't do it because it looks four hundred yards miles away. away, yeah. miles away but <laughs> that's just—I don't know why. But 
Um, again, that you can see over the years with FA Cup finals and certain finals, the way it does affect people. You know, with the you know, you, see, you can think back to the years of finals when people go down with cramp. You know, you know, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's going to say it's know, like it doesn't happen on the generally speaking, doesn't happen. And then yeah, Wembley, it's, 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 yeah. people are like, oh, yeah, everyone's think, on each other's boots. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a mentality thing too, because obviously building up towards obviously when you play at Wembley, it's usually a very very important game, mm, yeah. a cup final or whatever. You're probably your preparation is probably not as good, or you you don't sleep as well. You, yeah, your nerves, yeah. and and that's probably the reason why people do struggle in a lot of these big games, mm. you know. But that day was just you know amazing, amazing day to look back upon, and special. It's great to be you know this turnaround and be involved in it. Do not scratch your eyes. Thank you so much for giving us your time. Um, it's been wonderful having you on. It's been you know, isn't it, Carl? It's been great. Yeah, it's been great. No, and definitely. And, uh, uh, on a personal note, I just want to say thank you for wearing the uh, the yellow of Watford and for doing doing marvelous things at Kenilworth Road. Which <laughs> you know, I, for me, you should have a statue somewhere. Yeah, quite frankly, <laughs> middle of Luton Town. I think it should go. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Just by the airport on the way to the I, airport. I, I, go, What's I, that? I'd say kudos. Yeah, kudos. Yeah, <laughs> you going oh. back now? Kudos. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you're yeah. dating yourself there, Peter, I tell you. No, no but I'd just like to say thanks very much. And again, I hope, I hope you haven't offended anybody when you said, but I don't you know, it's great have. to get speaking and talk about old times. And again, yeah, thank you good. very much. Well, yeah. Peter, thank you very much for coming on our podcast. And uh, no cheers. Cheers. Cheers, thank Peter. You the best, God bless thank you. you. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, Peter. Bye. Bye. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.